All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning to everyone tuning in. This is Bloomberg Quint and I am Hormus Fatakia here to tell you all that you need to know on the 25th of March. First up, India reported its largest ever addition to new coronavirus cases in 2021, adding close to 50,000 new cases as of 8 a.m. on Wednesday. Maharashtra and Mumbai continue to report their highest ever tally, with the state reporting close to 32,000 new cases, while Mumbai reported over 5,000 cases as of Wednesday evening. The Union Health Ministry on Wednesday said that a new double mutant variant of the virus has been detected in India, in addition to the several variants already discovered in at least 18 states. However, the ministry said that it could not be sufficiently established yet if these variants were behind the recent spike in cases. The Finance Bill of 2021 included several amendments to the initial budget proposals. Key among those were changes related to the treatment of depreciation on goodwill and computation of fair value in slum sale transactions. According to experts, both of these changes can impact merger and acquisition transactions in the long term. The bill, which was passed in the Lok Sabha on Tuesday, was returned by the Rajya Sabha on Wednesday without any amendments, thereby completing the parliamentary approval for the union budget. More details on these amendments can be found on our website, BloombergQuint.com. Speaking of government policy, did you manage to read the Bloomberg Quint exclusive story on privatization policy? The Narendra Modi-led government's push towards privatization, the strongest India has seen in many years, has faced resistance from a number of key ministries. Bloomberg Quint accessed hundreds of pages of correspondence exchanged over a seven-month period between the Department of Investment and Public Asset Management and different ministries starting July 2020. Despite this pushback and a number of unresolved issues, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman announced the new public sector enterprise policy in the union budget of 2021-22 presented on the 1st of February. Bloomberg Quinn subscribers can read that story on our website or on social media. Don't miss that one. The CBI has filed an FIR against Kapil Vadhavan, Dheeraj Vadhavan and unnamed public officials in the Bandra book case. The agency has alleged that 2.6 lakh fake accounts were created in Divan Housing Finance's Bandra branch between 2007 to 2019. The FIR further states that DHFL had rooted over 11,700 crore rupees through these fictitious loan accounts, many of which were classified under the Pradhan Mantri Avas Yojana. The CBI has alleged that the company availed interest subsidies from the government with connivance of some officials of the National Housing Bank and committed a fraud against the government exchequer. The Competition Commission of India on Wednesday directed its investigation arm to conduct a probe into WhatsApp's updated privacy policy. Prima facie findings show that the firm contravened competition law provisions through its exploitative and exclusionary conduct. The CCI has asked the investigation arm to complete the investigation and submit the report within 60 days. Dream Sport, the parent of fantasy sports app Dream 11, has raised $400 million in secondary funding led by investors like TCV, D1 Capital Partners and Falcon Edge. A person privy to the development told Bloomberg Quint that the latest fundraise has taken the company's valuation to $5 billion just a year after it raised $225 million at a valuation of $2.5 billion in September last year. Existing investors like Tiger Global, Christ Capital and TPG also participated in the latest funding round. 
from the IPO space, Barbecue Nation's issue was fully subscribed on the first day itself. Overall subscriptions stood at 1.3 times, with the retail portion witnessing subscription of over 6 times. On the listing front, Lakshmi Organics will be making its stock market debut today. The company's three-day issue was subscribed over 106 times. The subscription for the issue was led by institutional and non-institutional investors, which were subscribed 175 and 217 times respectively. On the corporate news front, Voltas has executed the business transfer agreement with its wholly owned subsidiary Universal MEP Projects and Engineering Services for the transfer of its domestic projects business. The company had announced this restructuring last month and the transaction is expected to be consummated by the end of September this year. One of Wapco India's promoters, ZF International UK, will look to sell its entire 18% stake in the company through an offer for sale. The initial offer is to sell 9% of the total equity with a green shoe option to sell an additional 9%. The floor price of 5,450 rupees per share is a discount of over 10.5% to Wednesday's closing price. The OFS opens for non-retail investors today and for retail investors tomorrow. Jubilant Foodworks has announced that it has entered into an exclusive master franchise and development agreement with PLK APAC, a subsidiary of Restaurant Brands International, to develop, establish, own and operate Popeye's restaurants in India, Bangladesh, Nepal and Bhutan in the upcoming years. Popeye's has over 3,400 restaurants across 25 countries and the management expects it to be a key growth driver going ahead. In international news, Japan said that North Korea has fired its first ballistic missiles in over a year in a breach of the United Nations resolutions. Japan's defense ministry in a statement said that the missiles landed outside of its exclusive economic zone. Oil prices continue to have volatile moves as efforts continue to dislodge the ship that has blocked the Suez Canal. Prices fell as much as 1% this morning after a 6% rise on Wednesday. US crude stockpiles continue to rise as per the latest data, although domestic fuel consumption has seen an increase. With that, I head over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup of the day. Morning Neeraj, the rising number of virus cases are putting a dampener to sentiment on the street. How are we set up for the FNO expiry today? Well, Hormis, the cues aren't the most positive, you have to admit that. US stocks rose initially in trade as steady bond yields helped boost the confidence after decent demand at an auction of five-year treasury notes in the US. Uh, but the latter half of trade led to a crack on the Nasdaq in particular, thus disrupting any positive cues that a bull could have hoped for. Remember in yesterday's session, European stocks had edged lower and a gauge of Asia-Pacific shares had fallen the most in almost three weeks. Hong Kong equities, for example, have dropped to a 10% correction amongst the city's decision to temporarily suspend uh, the biotech uh, SE vaccines. And the start to date has not seemed to inspire too much confidence either. Mind you, this may be a, as much a factor of COVID nervousness as it is of macro factors not in ship shape while valuations are near peaks. For China individually, the stock market is showing the world what happens when central banks and governments start exiting the pandemic era stimulus. And it's not a pretty picture. The CSI 300 index has lost 15% after climbing to 13-year highs last month as concerns around tighter monetary policy have now replaced optimism about the economic recovery. It's trailing MSCI's global benchmark by the most since 2016. What's adding fuel to fire today, slightly though, is that North Korea fired off a pair of cruise missiles on the heels of an Asian trip by top US officials, putting a fresh spotlight on the Biden administration deliberations on how to resolve a key security dilemma. 
The two missiles were fired from South Pyongyang province on Sunday morning. They flew over the sea between Peninsula and China, and, and which is as per the South Korean Defense Ministry. While launching these missiles isn't prohibited by U.S. resolutions or U.N. resolutions, actually. Uh, Kim Jong-un had refrained from such provocation since testing an anti-ship weapon system in July. And therefore, this only adds, as I said, fuel to fire. From a trader's or an investor's perspective, I think most people would watch out for commodity stocks since they have cracked badly over the last two days with yesterday's gashes coming in despite Morgan Stanley raising targets on oil things steel. Clearly a sign of glee, of nervousness around trade. But I must say oil bounced back in trade yesterday because of uh, I think the Suez Canal um, blockage and, and other factors. But let's wait and watch if that lasts. On the IPO side, while Barbecue Nation IPO was fully subscribed, which shows optimism, all eyes will be glued to the price at which Lakshmi Organics list bought with the small disappointment that Anupam Rasayan caused yesterday after listing at a discount. All in all, brace for slightly tough times ahead. The buy on all dip strategy seems to have given way to being more rational. I'm not saying this is a sell on all rise market, but the momentum on the long side is certainly a miss. And on the health front, well, Mumbai recorded the most cases uh, since the break of the pandemic and wave two seems to be more widespread than wave one for now. The only respite, it is not as deadly. Stay safe though everyone and have a good day ahead. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. 